0: Baba Borokotusakalada Babara Katanikele in the Mozocolo de Boze. Ilabaga la da Bobra Godo Bozecele Babra Gadasho Colo de Boshakele in Mahanta. Ega Bazocolo de Bobra Gadaba Zocolo de Bobra Godosobere Ketina Kalina Mamba. Your mind is illuminated. The eyes of your understanding flooded with light, flooded with light you're grounded and rooted in the love of god you're grounded and rooted in the love of god father we give you praise thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus in the name of jesus father we rejoice that tonight we have this another opportunity to come again before your Word and fellowship within the confines of your Word. the entrance of your word give it light and it give it understanding to the simple so i decree that tonight your word comes with clarity your people are built up equipped edified and jesus is glorified we rebuke sickness we rebuke disease Whatever is not planted by God, we declare it terminated in the name of Jesus. And we rejoice that tonight, by the time we leave this place, we'll all be the better for it. So we give you praise and glory and honor. And tonight we're just excited about the opportunity to see into the deep things of God by the Holy Ghost. And we rejoice. And we thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Glory! Are we excited tonight? Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Are we excited to fellowship with one another in the world tonight? Can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout in the building? Glory. Whoa. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet smart self tonight as we get into the world. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community, brothers and sisters online. What a joy to welcome all of you to this world feast tonight. Guys, I tell you, we're going to have an exciting adventure in the truth of the gospel. I'd like you to call a friend, call a family member, share the videos, tag some people, drop them in as many groups as possible. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. And I'd like you also to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Abel Damina Ministries International. And make sure you like the, 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 you know, the video and also engage in the course of the service. We also want to welcome our radio audience in Ibom. wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice. What a joy to have all of you as part of our church family. And it's always an honor to serve you the grace of God. Do me the pleasure of inviting a friend, a family member, somebody you love. Ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. All the citizens around the world, what a joy to welcome all of you to this great time of fellowship. And tonight, guys, get ready, grab your pen and notebooks, let's get into this tonight. Praise God. We've been examining understanding the call of God. Understanding the call of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. Sees not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In the knowledge of Him. So, Brother Paul is praying that God will grant to you wisdom. And revelation of the Spirit. That's what we did last night, right? That God will grant to you wisdom and revelation of the Spirit. Because we said God does not give you any other Spirit outside of salvation. Salvation is receiving the Spirit of God. Salvation is called born of the Spirit. So once God gives you His Spirit at the point of salvation, He does not give you another Spirit. So, it's a syntax problem. That God will grant you, grant you wisdom, which is insight, and the revelation, which means to uncover the revelation, to unveil insight, and the unveiling of the spirit. The unveiling of the spirit. Now, look at verse 18 of that same chapter 1 of the book of Ephesians the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So we said the word hope is not a wish. The word hope means to chart a course. To chart a course. We also established yesterday that you have a definite destination. Every child of God, you're not just born again to be confused. There's a definite destination for your life. There's a definite plan. There's a definite purpose for your life. Specific purpose and plan of God for your life. And you're not designed to beat about the bush. So that's why it's a prayer. Brother Paul was praying and yesterday we said, you pray for things that are not within the confines of your ability you pray about things that are bigger than you, things that are out of your control. Which means for brother Paul to pray for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened, it means therefore that it is not within your ability to have your eyes open. It's not natural for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. It will require prayer. It will require a divine intervention of God. So we establish that that word hope to know the hope of your calling, of his calling. And we establish that revelation is different from information. Revelation is different from information. And I'll advise if you are not here yesterday to get the teaching of yesterday because that will help you put a number of things in perspective. We said you can have information, but you may not have revelation. Information automatically is not revelation. You can be so full of information, but there's no revelation. We also said it will now take revelation, which comes as a result of prayer, to birth conviction. So we pray so that you will come to a place of revelation. And when revelation is birthed, then conviction is a byproduct of revelation, where you're fully persuaded. Where you're fully persuaded. Where you don't back down, you don't quit. Where you don't give up. Where you're so convinced, you're so persuaded. Conviction is a byproduct of revelation. And revelation is a byproduct of an answer to prayer. Without conviction, you cannot be stable and consistent. Conviction is a function of revelation. That's why Paul prays that God will grant you Wisdom which is insight and the revelation of the spirit. Now revelation means to uncover. A spirit of, spirit of wisdom which is insight or to uncover. The word revelation knowledge. Now something about wisdom is that wisdom grants you skill. Wisdom grants you skill. You have skill. And you know, skill is practical. Something practical. <clears throat> so wisdom grants you skill. So he says, your eyes being enlightened. So we said, there is a need for revelation. Now, revelation can only come by prayer. That is, there is no genuine transformation in the absence of prayer. Prayer It's what makes power available for transformation. So the transformation of a life or the transformation of a man or the transformation of a woman is a supernatural work of the spirit. A transformation of a man, it's not going to be a product of confronting people with a lot of stories. It's going to come by when we, it's going to come via the generation of power, which comes as a result of prayer. That is, there is no transformation without prayer. That is, just having information and deep teaching is not enough to change you. There is the need for prayer. That's why yesterday we took time to establish that it is not enough to just teach the word. The ground must be watered. The watering of the ground is prayer before the seed of God's word is planted. So prayer is what makes the word sown to grow. That's why you must pray regularly. It is prayer that gives birth to revelation that produces conviction. If you want to see Christians born and you want to see Christians raised, you want to see disciples under you raised and equipped, you want to see men and women passionate about the things of God in your house church, you want to see men and women on fire, committed, dedicated to the service of God's purpose, then you, the leader of the house church, You, the pastor of the campus, must give yourself to prayer, a lot of prayer for the people. That's why brother Paul in Ephesians says, praying always with all prayer and supplication for all saints. We saw Jesus, Simon, Simon, who was a disciple of Jesus. Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art restored, strengthen your brethren. We've got to give ourselves to pray. In fact, Dr. Gabriel, take note of this. In every prayer cruise from now, we're going to segment the prayer cruise into three different segments. One hour for each. And I'm going to give you the plan. Each house leader must come to prayer cruise with a list of the members of his house church, their names. All of them. All the members of your house church. You'll come with the list of their names to prayer cruise every house church pastor, every Sunday school teacher must have the names of all his students on a list when they are coming to prayer cruise. And for campuses outside Uyo, all the campus coordinators, you must have the names of all your campus members, including the new converts, including the new disciples. Because in the course of prayer cruise, we will take one hour to pray for our members. One by one, we call them by their names and, and pray. Brother Paul said, My little children, of whom I travel again. The travel is in prayer. I travel again until Christ be formed. The formation of Christ is where conviction comes. And it comes by prayer. The work of ministry is not natural. The work of ministry is supernatural. And when you are involved in a supernatural assignment, prayer generates supernatural power prayer makes power available and every one of you a worker in this church a member of this church members who come for prayer cruise you must have the names of your disciples as you're coming because when it is time to start praying and, and, and prevailing and supplicating for people, all the new people coming, all the new members coming, the new believers coming, the new disciples coming, members of your house church, members of your house center, when it is time to pray, everybody brings out your list and we will spend quality time praying for the formation of Christ, praying for their eyes to be open, praying that they are not distracted, praying that they are focused, praying that there's genuine hunger in their heart for growth and commitment. unreserved, undistracted commitment, that is what will produce the kind of, of passion that is required to cover the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea this is brother paul praying for his disciples in ephesus that the eyes of your understanding this prayer is the prayer of a pastor for his people and each one of us here in power city we are called to pastor people in different categories some of us are pastoring two three disciples some of us are pastoring 10 15 some of us are pastoring 20 25 some of us are pastoring 50 some of us are pastoring 200 300 depending on your campus and your location and it is our responsibility to pray these people into 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 a place of passion and zeal and commitment and conviction by the word of god where there are no more excuses where everybody is on fire where ministry becomes a priority where there's no distraction Where the people are enabled by the Spirit. I'm teaching good here. Where the people are enabled by the Spirit. So I'm going to give you some instructions at the end of this. But I have to say this so everybody understands where we're going. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the walk ahead of us is a huge walk. And it requires a lot of strength. And we generate strength in the place of prayer. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. You put on the whole armor. How do you put that armor on? You put that armor on in the place of prayer. When you begin to pray that you are strengthened with might. By the spirit in the inner man. Christ dwells in your heart by faith. You are rooted and grounded in love. You comprehend with all saints. You begin to pray such prayers for every member of your house center, every disciple growing under you, every member of your campus. It becomes a continuous work. Even the daily one-hour prayer, we're going to segment it. So, Dr. Gabriel, take a note. I'll give you some instructions to that. Even the daily one-hour prayer, We're going to be more deliberate. We're going to be more intentional. Because that's exactly what the spirit of God will have us do as a ministry and as a church. We've got to stay in the place of prayer until we raise a generation of fiery men. Fiery women that cannot be deterred. A people that are sold out to the advancement of the gospel. Where excuses die. Where there is nothing that is as important as the advancement of the cause of Christ on the earth. I didn't hear a powerful amen. And that's why the online people, you must locate a campus. You must belong. You can't just be floating on your own. You've got to be committed to a lighthouse. And if there's none in your location, we are willing to walk with you and help you start one until we fill the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. I didn't hear somebody shout hallelujah. So prayer is what makes the word sown to grow. That's why you must pray regularly. It's prayer that will require, that will produce revelation, that will bring about conviction. Now, when we give ourselves to such prayer, you won't need someone again to teach you the first oracles of God. According to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. You won't need someone again to teach you the oracles, the oracles of God. Paul is saying, I pray that you will know who and what God has called you. That you will know who you are and what God has called you to do. Can somebody shout very loud at the top of your voices? There's a call of God upon my life. Say it again: there's a call of God upon my life. And I receive revelation to walk worthy of that calling. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Paul is saying, I pray that you will know. Okay, now the hope. Of his calling. That you will know by revelation the hope of his calling. Now, you know, on the way to Emmaus, they were walking with Jesus. Those disciples of his. They were walking with Jesus. Look at that. Luke chapter 24, verse 13. Let me read a few verses and bring out some things. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score four longs. Next verse. And they walked together, they talked together of all these things which had happened. Next verse. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Jesus is with them. But their eyes were holding. That they should not know him. Their eyes were holding. That they should not know him. Doesn't this agree with what brother Paul says? In whom the God of this world had blinded their minds. Lest the glorious light of the gospel should shine. Their minds were holding. So now, their desire was Jesus. Their complaints was that Jesus was not there. But Jesus was walking with them. Their greatest desire was for Jesus. But Jesus was walking with them. But they didn't know he was the one. So they will need revelation. Because it will take revelation to flash light on the surface for you to see the objects on that surface. So now, if you look at verse 30, as Jesus went with them, of course, we know, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them and took bread and blessed it and broke and gave to them. Look at the next verse. Next verse. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. They now knew him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. Because henceforth know we no man after the flesh. But now revelation had come to them. Their eyes were opened. Now they knew him. And look at what they said in the next verse. Verse 32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures, our hearts were burning. There was an activity of the spirit in our hearts. Our hearts burned as the scriptures were coming alive. As he was sharing with us the scriptures, our hearts burned, our eyes opened, and now we knew him. Revelation knowledge. He vanished out of their sight. Now, they were with Jesus walking and talking, but didn't see Jesus. Now, you know that the Old Testament lays the framework for the New Testament. So where did brother Paul get the prayer for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened? He got it from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 17. And this is the background. Elisha and Gehazi were on the mountain surrounded by the enemy troops. And when Gehazi looked up and saw soldiers, enemies, they have surrounded the whole mountain. And they were more than just him and Elisha. He cried out, alas, master, what shall we do? We are finished. Put it up for me, that scripture, Second Kings 6, 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. Because it's a functional prayer. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about. So to pray for eyes to be opened is a prayer that is sure to be answered. He prayed, Lord, open his eyes. And the Lord opened his eyes. And he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Next verse. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, smite these people, I pray with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. The Lord opened their uh, the eyes of Gehazi and he saw. So as we pray for people that God has brought into our house churches, as we pray for people that God has brought into our campuses, as we pray for our disciples for their eyes to be open, the heart felt Continued prayer of a righteous man make a tremendous power available that is dynamic in its workings. We give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the world. Oh yeah. We give ourselves because ministry is supernatural. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Can somebody shout Hallelujah? <clears throat> so now he prays that you may know the hope of his calling. Now the word hope is the Greek word elpis, e l p i s, elpis, and we talked about direction. We said it's where are you going? Yesterday we talked about Google Map. Why are you going there? Where are you going? Why are you going there? And who are you? Who are you? Now I know that Jesus died to bear our sins. I know that Jesus died to take away the sins of the whole world. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3. Pay attention. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 and 4. Brother Paul says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Next verse. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So Christ died for our sins. Romans chapter 4 verse 25. Romans chapter 4 verse number 25. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So I know and we preach it. I believe it and I will keep preaching it. But the greatest thing that the gospel resolves is not just sin. The greatest thing that the gospel resolves is identity. The greatest thing that the gospel resolves is identity. Which resolves the sin issue. When identity is resolved, identity resolves the sin issue. So at the root of sin is identity. And what the gospel resolves is identity. That you may know the hope of his calling. That you may know who are you it's critical to know and paul is praying that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling and we said hope is a journey that you may know the journey the course that god has charted for your life the hope of his calling now pay attention brother paul has two words that he simultaneously uses for calling and that's the word Kaleo. Kaleo is spelled as K-A-L-E-O. Kaleo is a Greek word for calling. Where you have the word church. Kaleo. Then you have another word. Klesis. K-L-E-S-I-S. Klesis is the word for calling. Kaleo is the word for church. Klesis is the word for calling. Where you have calling. There are three ways you can have that word calling. Three ways. Now before we get into the three ways, that word church, the word church, Matthew chapter 16 verse number 18, Matthew chapter 16 verse number 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church upon this rock. Then there's another second scripture on the church. Matthew chapter 18 verse 17. Matthew chapter 18 verse 17. And if he shall neglect to hear them, or to, yeah, to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an hidden man, and a publican, the word church. That word church is the word ecclesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A ecclesia. There are two words for the word ecclesia. Is the word ek, E-K, ek. The word ek means out, ek, out. Then there's the word kaleo, K-A-L-E-O, kaleo. The word Kaleo there means call. E-K, out. Kaleo, call. So the word Ecclesia means called out. Called out. When he says the hope of his calling, it's like when I say, I call you. Now, there is also, I called you, which means I call your name. So, there's an additional one that is fundamental. When I call you something or I give you a name. So, the hope of his calling will be number one, to call out to you. To call out to you. That's the first one on calling. To call out to you. Number two, I call your name. And number three, I give you a name. Number one, I call out to you. Number two, I call your name. Number three, I give you a name. So, I call you will mean I call out to you. I call you will mean I called your name. I call you will mean I gave you a name if you're with me on the same page can i have a good amen so he says the hope of his calling so if i don't understand the calling then i cannot know what the hope is i must understand the calling in order for me to understand what the hope is and we said the hope is a journey The hope is a course that is charted for you. But I must know the calling to be able to know what journey God will have me embark or undertake. So the first challenge is, what exactly is humanity's greatest problem? What exactly is humanity's greatest problem? Please pay attention. Now, what we're dealing with here... We're going to look at one of Jesus' teachings to be able to arrive at what we want to open up tonight. And then we'll build on it tomorrow and the day after. And on Sunday we keep building on it. In Matthew chapter 19 verse number 3. Matthew chapter 19 verse number 3. Please pay attention. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him. Please pay attention. Is it lawful for a man... To put away his wife for every cause. Now pay attention to the answer Jesus gave. Next verse. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? In Jesus' response to their question, Jesus didn't say yes or no. Because doctrinal questions are not answered with yes or no. They are answered with exegesis or explanation of the context of scripture. Now, he said to them, have you not read that he which met them at the beginning... And we know what at the beginning we we'll refer to here. That is, he which made them in Genesis. Genesis, the beginning. Now look at verse 5 and 6 of that Matthew chapter 19, verse 5 and verse 6. <clears throat> and said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Next verse. Wherefore, they are no more twin, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Please pay attention. Unfortunately, this has been abused. This place of scripture. That is talking about how does a husband put away his wife? Or, what reason should a husband put away his wife on? Now listen carefully. That question is leading with cultural belief. That question is has a cultural undertone. A cultural undertone. And that's why you must be very, very attentive... To Jesus' answer or Jesus' response. The man is asking a marriage question. Jesus doesn't answer the marriage question with a marriage answer. The man is asking a marriage question. Jesus does not answer the marriage question with a marriage answer. Rather, he goes to the woman before marriage. He goes to the woman before marriage. Genesis one twenty six. At the beginning. Look at Genesis one twenty six, And God said, let us make man in our image. Please pay attention. After our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let them have dominion. Let them. Verse 27 now says, Genesis 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female created he them. Male and female. So, he created them. Or, rather, he created man. Verse 28 of that Genesis 1. Please pay attention. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth this is the identity of humanity this is the identity of humanity this is not marriage God was talking about in Genesis 1 God was talking about the identity of of humanity. So, in mankind, we have male and female. In mankind, we have male and female, not husband and wife. In mankind, we have male and female, not husband and wife. In Genesis 1, 26 to 28, where we just read, he said, at the beginning, this is what he made. He made male and female, created he them. Now, in what did he create male and female? He created male and female in his image and in his likeness. He created male and female in his image and in his likeness. So, male and female are the image and the likeness of God. The male there is not husband, and the female there is not wife. The male there is not husband, and the female there is not wife. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, please pay attention. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So therefore, why do you use therefore? Therefore means because of this. Therefore means because of this. Because of what shall a man leave? Now, now. Now, please pay attention. Because I'm dealing with things that you need to pay attention to. Because of what shall a man leave father and mother? Remember, the Lord had Adam in verse 21 of Genesis chapter 2. Give me verse 21 and 22. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Next verse. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Made he a woman and brought her unto the man. When this text was written, science had not discovered Ribs. Science had not discovered ribs when this text was written. So he couldn't have been talking about a biological world. He couldn't have been talking about a biological world. Like I always say, they call woman. The missing rib of a man. Well, man, if your rib is missing, you have a medical condition. You don't need a woman. Go and see a doctor to fix your missing rib. If your rib is missing, it's not a woman you need. It's a medical case. You need a doctor to fix your missing rib. Because you're supposed to have your ribs complete. Teaching good here. Now, stay with me. So, God caused Adam to sleep a deep sleep. What is a deep sleep? Genesis fifteen twelve. Genesis chapter fifteen verse twelve. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him a deep sleep so abraham also was in a deep sleep so what is deep sleep deep sleep is a vision deep sleep means a vision is the bible way of saying abraham had a vision or adam had a vision it's not like he laid down and slept and snored. And then when he finished sleeping, he woke up. No, 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 no. He's talking about Adam saw a vision. Abraham saw a vision. That's what it means by deep sleep. And here is God showing Adam, the male, who the woman is. And God showed him who the woman is before marriage. Adam saw woman, not wife. And he had to know who a woman is first. Before marriage ever was thought of. He had to know who a woman is. Remember we said, it takes revelation to know. It takes revelation to know. So, Adam is in a vision and he gets to know... Who the wife is. He gets to see reeb Now the word Reb. In the Hebrew is the word sela. T-S-E-L-A. Selah. That's, a, that's a word for rib. the word for Reb. The word sela. T-S-E-L-A. Now they ask Jesus a problem about marriage. Can I put away my wife? Then he said Did you check the beginning? Did you check the beginning? Because The beginning is where you have the plan The beginning is where you have the plan The project plan The beginning is where you have The architectural drawings Of the building The beginning is where the Google map, the Google map for the journey to destination is given before the journey begins. You are thinking of what condition to put away your wife. Did you check the beginning? Remember, Jesus is teaching in Luke 24, 27. And beginning at Moses. So, systematic Bible teaching begins from Genesis. If you want to teach the Bible in a systematic way, it must always begin at Genesis. And that was Jesus' pattern of teaching. And that's how all the apostles taught. And that's how we teach in this church. Genesis is where you have the plan. And maybe for the purpose of this teaching. Genesis is where you have the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. This is where the cause of a man's life is charted. This is where the purpose of a man is decided. This is where the will of God for your life is set in Genesis. So, Jesus said, at the beginning, he made them. Notice the collective noun. He made them. He made them male and female. So, the reason for Genesis 2.24 is Genesis 1.26-28. The reason for Genesis 2.24 is Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. For this cause. For this cause. So, what happens in Genesis 2? Pay attention. God showed Adam who the woman is, not who the wife is. God showed Adam who the woman is, not who the wife is. Your wife can be English, your wife can be Ibibio, your wife can be Ibo, but that is not who the woman is. The woman is not defined by culture or tribe. The woman is not defined by culture or tribe. The woman is described and defined by God's word. The woman is described and defined by God's word. So, God is the one who can define who the man and who the woman is. God is the one who can define who the man and who the woman is. Pay attention. Adam now saw a vision. So listen. It takes revelation therefore to have true identity. It takes revelation to have true identity. It takes revelation to know who you really are. And who you truly are. Adam had to see a vision. He saw Selah. T-S-E-L-A. The word Selah is used in the Hebrew Bible 77 times. And all the times, it is the side of a house. Side of a house. Selah. That word rib is the word T-S-E-L-A it means the side of a house the side of a house not a rib in a man's body it means the side of a house so if you're building a house this side and this side these two sides are the rib of this house That means we have a pair. This and this alike. One side is not taller than the other. Two equal sides. Two equal walls. On which this house is standing. A pair. So before Adam got into marriage, God first said to him, You and you are the same. Man and woman are the same. None is inferior and none is superior. Hmm. Pay attention. The same way. Quickly an African man will ask. The same way. (laughs) Because mankind is meant to be God's house. Mankind is meant to be God's house. So a woman is a side of that house and the man is the other side of that house. Together, they make the house of God. Together, They make the house of God. So in creation, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, put it up again, let me read. Mm -mm, Pay attention. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Next verse. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created him. Male and female created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, to them, equally be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Male and female together makes the house of God. It is called the image and the likeness of God. So for this cause. For this cause. Or in view of this. Or because of this. For what cause? Because male and female are already equal. Male and female are already one. Shall a man... Shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh? Why are they one flesh in marriage? Because in creation, they are one spirit. So since they are already one spirit in creation, they can now become one flesh in marriage. Stay with me, I beg you. So Jesus now said whatever God has joined together let no man put asunder which we use for marriage but that statement is not for marriage at all. Now where did God join male and female together? In marriage or in creation? Creation. When he joined male and female together, they are in his image and in his likeness, which means in function and in purpose. Male and female together in function and in purpose. Which means male and female have the same identity. They have the same identity. So we cannot define a woman by procreation. No. We cannot define a woman by biology. That is two sense knowledge. That's two canal. Whatever God has joined together, listen carefully, is that marriage or the image of god image of god well they use it in marriage what they have forgot to join together. Well, it, it, it's allowed because it's a nice confession but i hope you know that marriage is not god that is joining man and woman together marriage is a woman is a man that goes to join a woman Marriage is a man that just says, you know, I like you. Let's marry. Finish, and they marry. It's not God. It's not God. A man and a woman just decides to live together. If it were to be God joining man and woman together, there will be no fighting. There will be no domestic violence. There will be no cheating. Because whatever God does is perfect. Man and woman join themselves together. And is allowed. Pay attention. Pay what? You join yourselves together. Where did God join male and female together? In creation. In their function. In their function. Which means you cannot define yourself in life by marriage. You cannot define, sister, you've been cheated for too long. You cannot define yourself by marriage. There are many ladies that are waiting to be married before they start life. Too bad. You've been cheated already. Marriage doesn't define you. Stop waiting to get married to find you. Because if you have not found you, in marriage you will be more confused than lost. Oh yeah? So, marriage cannot define you. Marriage rather is defined by your true identity. Your true identity in God is what defines marriage. Your first identity is not a wife. Your first identity is not a husband. Your first identity in the earth is not biological because the only difference... Between male and female is biology. The differences, which has to do with procreation, is biological. (laughs) In the beginning, God's image and likeness is not for biology. So Jesus resolved the identity crisis. (laughs) They said, Did you remember? under what condition can I put away my wife as if the wife is an object I just stand up and put her away and if I like I bring her back Uh. Uh-uh. Jesus said have you not read have you not read that from the beginning the man and the woman are two equal sides of the house so you can't treat her like an object marriage just came along the way Marriage is not the reason for the wife. And marriage is not the reason for the man. Both of them were equally created to function and serve the purpose of God. How be it in life as they journeyed, they decided to marry. So the marriage is defined by who they are. It's not marriage that makes them who they are. Pay attention. <laughs> Let's go over it again. Are you in the class? If you're here, shout a powerful amen. Okay. God shows Adam who Eve is. In the vision. Huh? Deep sleep. Vision. And what did he see? Rib. What is live? One side of the house. Which is exactly the same side that he is. So he already sees woman is exactly me. Me, I'm exactly woman. A man must see a woman first before seeing a wife. If you don't see a woman before you see a wife, you will abuse a wife. Because you don't know the purpose. Where purpose is not defined, abuse is inevitable. It's a woman first. It's not a wife first. It's a woman first. Pastor the praise. They brought that woman caught in the very act of adultery. Oh, Jesus. Uh, she's an adulteress. She's an adulteress. The law of Moses said, stone and adulteress. Jesus said, any of you that is without sin, you cast the first stone. And all of them left. They look at Jesus. Woman, not adulterer. Woman, he brought her back to her default settings. Woman, you're not an adulterer. Adulterer happen on the road. But the real thing that you are, is woman, because male and female created he them and blessed them. Stay with me. Eve is a side of God's building just like Adam. So it's pretty clear that there's an identification I should have about my wife that is beyond her being my wife. And that identification can only come by revelation. There's an identification that I should have about my wife that is beyond wife. And that identification can only come by revelation. So, you cannot define a woman by marriage. Because marriage is highly cultural. Do you know that? Watch this. Shall a man leave father and mother? Huh? 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 Shall a man leave father and mother? And cleave to his wife. And there shall be one flesh. How many cultures practice that? It is the man that will pack out. And leave his parents. To go and join his wife. How many cultures practice that? It's not a mistake. It's an intentional statement. Shall a man. It didn't say shall a woman. It is the man that will leave. And go and join his wife. Which means what Jesus is teaching is counterculture. It's counter. He's not teaching you your culture. In your culture, is the woman that parks, changes her father's name and joins the man. In this teaching, Jesus is saying, man, leave and go and join your wife. Counterculture. Because marriage is cultural. So Jesus goes against culture. He brings a counter statement. What God says goes beyond your culture. It goes beyond the physical make of a woman. It goes into her purpose in creation. And that purpose is that the woman is the image and the likeness of God. She is not the cook in the house. She is not the dishwasher. She is not the cloth washer or the house cleaner. No. Originally, she and you are the same in purpose and design. However, when you now decided to marry, you now define the marriage by your identity. So when the woman now in marriage cooks and washes And takes care of the family. It doesn't define who she is. It is first of all who she is in God. That now makes her to humble herself. And claim not as a slave. But as one who has decided to give up her rights. To serve this union. That she consciously entered into and that by no means defines her and that's why a husband who also understands she is not just a wife she is the other side of the building like I am this other side will move into the kitchen with her and join her to wash the dishes and help her to clean the house and iron the clothes together with her and tell her to go and sleep while he cooks for her because he understands that beyond this this is who she is. This is who I am. I will not belittle my wife for any reason. Because I, by revelation, know her true word and her true value in God. If I'm teaching good, let me have a powerful amen. Now, but that is not done by force. It is done by revelation. So you don't go home and say, honey, I hope you had papa. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. Don't marry a man that does not have revelation. Because this is going to come by revelation. Deep sleep. It's in deep sleep that you get this revelation. I'm teaching good stay with me so the man who asks that question thinks about man as superior that's why they ask jesus under what condition can i put away put away put away put away my wife put away put away are you putting away your socks put away are you putting away your shoe put away put away are you putting away feces So the man was feeling superior. Then Jesus said, have you not read? (laughs) Have you not read? So you have not read. And God blessed them. Male and female in the image and likeness of God. Have you not read? Because if you have read, you won't be talking of put away. What was the last one I thought in this church? Is at it again. <laughs> this person that asked Jesus that question in Matthew chapter 13 was thinking Can culturally put away. Jesus said, no. In the beginning, it was not so. In my plan, In the project plan, male and female are image and likeness of God. So Jesus resolves the marriage problem by resolving the identity crisis. He resolves the marriage problem by resolving the identity crisis. Who am I? The moment I don't know that, it is going to affect everything I do. Who am I? Identity. The first thing about a woman is that she is in the image and likeness of God. And you need to find out what that is. In the image and likeness of God. The word image in Genesis 1.26 is the word Salem. T-S-E-L-E-M in the Hebrew. Now, what it means is, Image means Ayata. Ayata. Look at me everybody. So since you're Africans, I can afford to give you an illustration. Those of you that have been to the shrine before, and I know some of you have been there. Stop acting like you have never been there. Some of you here used to visit the place constantly. Shrine, native doctor. (laughs) Those of you that have gone to the shrine or to the native doctor before. Okay, some of you went with red chicken, some of you went with white chicken, some of you went with white and red fowl. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just for the purpose of illustration. How many of you know that when you go to the shrine, I've never been to one before, <laughs> except the ones I watch on TV. In Nollywood, finish. I've never gone to any shrine. I, I've never had a reason to go there. You know, my father in law said, if you see a man that is always looking for prayer, he's not innocent. A man that is always going around looking for prayer is not innocent. Okay, so, me, I'm innocent. So. <laughs> I do not go around looking for who to pray for me. But when you get to a shrine, are you still here? You know, they put something there. That scares people. Eh? And that thing is supposed to be a representative of the spirit or of the gods. That thing that is in the shrine is called image. That's the image and the likeness of the spirit. I mean if you understand what I'm saying That thing you will see inside the shrine That is sitting there Or standing there And that is being revered And respected That is the image And the likeness of the spirit Because image Is a physical representation Of a supernatural being A physical representation Of a supernatural being which means that image and likeness of God is a supernatural function. Is a supernatural function. Your first calling in life is supernatural. Your first calling. The first call of God for every one of you, men and women in this house and all over the world connected to this service, your first call in life, the hope of his calling is supernatural. Your first purpose in life is not your career skills. It's not that profession you read in the university. That's not that's not your first purpose. It's not that engineering or law, or medical science that made you a medical doctor, or a technology expert, or an IT specialist. No, that's not your first purpose in life. Your first purpose in life is not your talent, where you're an actor, an actress, or a comedian, or one of those. No, it's not your talent. It's not your skill set. It is a supernatural function. So Jesus answers the man by saying, Have you not read at the beginning? Now put that word beginning. Let that word beginning be plan. Because at the beginning will be at the plan. At the beginning it was not so. So the beginning is the master plan. The master plan. Genesis 1 26 to 28 is the master plan Genesis 1 to 28 is the picture that God designed for who you will be if we are his house he determines who is what not culture not tribe not even religion he determines Who is what? Jesus is doing exactly that in that answer. Male and female are the same. But remember, male and female are the same, not in marriage. But in the plan of God, which is superior to the marriage relationship that's why a woman cannot be excusing why she cannot serve God because of her husband because the moment you die or your husband dies that is the end of that marriage when we leave this world there is no word marriage that will be recognized you will not be treated in heaven as a married man or a single girl all that knowledge will disappear It is a transient knowledge and there's no reward for for marriage. No reward. The only reward you have for marriage is the children you have here and the partnership you do with each other here. Finish. Once this life is over, marriage ceases here. That's why when they said to Jesus, a man married a woman and died and his brother married her. The brother died. Another brother married her. The brother died. To the seventh brother, first of all, it's a very foolish family. But because it's a parable, so we understand. If it's not a foolish family, in the hand of this woman, the first brother died. The second brother shouldn't enter. He should look for another woman. Is she the only woman but the second entered, died. The third entered, she buried him. The fourth one, she buried him. The sixth son, she buried him. The seventh one, ah, ah. Not only had they for out. Bros, what's up? What is this? What is this? Then they now ask Jesus, On the resurrection day, Whose wife will she be? For they all had her. Then Jesus said, have you not read? (laughs) I love Jesus. Tell your neighbor, reading is important. Tell your neighbor, two books are coming out tomorrow. The move of God, the ministry of the word, and the work of ministry. Get ready to read. Have you not read? Have you not read that in the resurrection they neither marry or are given in marriage. They are like the angels. So, every knowledge of marriage will not exist. Nobody will see anybody as my husband. That knowledge, even your children will not know you were their parents. Let that be humbling for you. There will be no, mommy, daddy. My, we will only know ourselves in Christ. Finish. No male, no female. We will just know ourselves in Christ. I'm teaching good tonight. So, there will be nothing like say, Jesus, every time I wanted to go for evangelism, my husband asked for pounded yam with white soup. That is why I did not evangelize. Even you will find out that that excuse will not survive. Because you will remember you were married. You will just say, I don't have an excuse. You will have no excuse. Those of you that are using your children as excuse, not evangelize. You will have no excuse because you won't be able to say my children. Because there will be no children and parents. You will just say, I don't know. That's why the reward you will have for children before Jesus is when you raise them up as disciples. Then you are raising them up as your spiritual children. So the reward will be for your spiritual impact, not your biological responsibility. Because whether you take care of them or not, people will take care of them. It is common in humanity. It is just what happens among humans. Somebody will take care of your child, whether you take care of him or not. It's just that they may not take care of him like you, but he will be taken care of somehow, somehow. Because there's apathy in human beings. Yeah. Huh? How many of you have seen somebody, had accident, blood is coming out of his hand, and you're feeling it as if it's, you are the one? Even though you don't know the person. It's apathy. It's humanity. It's humanity. So don't be feeling specially privileged that you have three children. It's not an achievement. It's not an achievement. It's only in Africa that when a woman says, I have delivered a baby, say male or female. That's a stupid question. Very stupid. That's a very stupid question. Male or female, see your head. <laughs> Which one can you produce? Which one can you produce? And it's only in Africa when you are dedicating, when you're going to announce children, you say, God has blessed this marriage with a bouncing baby boy. If it's a girl, he's a girl. See your bouncing ignorant head. (laughs) Woto woto. good tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Supernatural function. So, if we are the house, he determines who is what? Not culture, not tribe, not even religion. And Jesus is doing exactly the same in his answer to this man by telling him male and female are the same. Like I said, not in marriage. In the earth. Our function is the same in the earth. Pastor Praise, I went to an army children's school. I attended army children's school. There was a girl in my class. Her name was Patience. I used to sit with Patience. She beat me very well in mathematics. Beat, flogged me hands down. I didn't see her break light. Some of you have been in classes where ladies take number one, you take number 15. Why? Because male and female are the same in function on the earth. None is superior, none is inferior. The only place where head comes in is in a marriage union. Outside that is the same. I'm teaching good. The image and the likeness of God. So the truth is this. We need mental renewal. We need a mind renewal. Because we are talking about the hope of his calling. So the question is, who are you? Jesus said, the issue is not putting the wife away. The issue is, who is she? Who is she? The issue is not divorcing your wife. The issue is, do you know who she is? So in the image of God, and in the likeness of God, male and female, not husband and wife. Male and female are the same. They are the same. Which means that your first role on the earth is not procreation. He said, for this cause. For which cause? For the cause that you are in the image and the likeness of God already. Shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife. So already, you firstly have a supernatural identity. Your supernatural identity precedes your natural functions. Your supernatural identity precedes your natural functions. We're dealing with the call of God. Stay with me because this foundation will be handy as we begin to navigate through the call of God tomorrow. So if you don't know who you are, when we say who are you, you say I'm a Nigerian. Foul, fa 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 fa, foul. Did they do like that for you in, in school? Uh-huh. Foul. Foul is from foul spirit. <laughs> I've told you the story. I went to Togo to preach for our church in Togo, and uh, one of my sons in Togo went and looked at the at the. <coughs> Dr. Gabriel, I will show him when we get to Togo. He went and brought the menu of the hotel. Then when he's looking at the menu before presenting it to me, he starts laughing. I said, why are you laughing? He laughed and almost fell down. I said, ah, <laughs> what's abusing this brother? <laughs> so, you know, he was holding the menu and coming to the table where I was sitting. He was saying, Papa, I know you, Papa. Papa, I know you, <clears throat> Bring menu, let me select what I'll eat. You are laughing and saying, I know you, Papa. Is it manna from heaven? The way they brought it, he kept it on my table and pointed to the item. Foul. <laughs> I started laughing myself. I said, you know who not eat foul. He said, that's why I was I'm laughing. Like <laughs> they have foul, then they have chicken. I say, why will I leave chicken? I eat fowl. When fowl is from fowl spirit. <laughs> say, who are you? He say, I'm a Nigerian. Fowl. You're not in Nigeria. Who are you? I am in the image and the likeness of God. Correct. That's who you are. That is beyond a cultural definition. That is a spiritual function. So primarily speaking, the hope of our calling is a supernatural one. The hope of his calling for you, the hope of his calling for your life is a supernatural one. It's not tied to your talents. It's not tied to your skills. It's not tied to your marital status the guy asked a marriage question Jesus answered an identity response who are you in the beginning he made them he made them whatever God has joined together let no culture put asunder let no theology let no tribe put asunder so who are you Listen carefully. Whatever God's purpose is for you from the beginning, it has never changed. Whatever God's purpose is for you from the beginning, it has never changed. You are in his image after his likeness. So that's why Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So watch. Watch. Adam knew who Eve was by knowing who he was. Adam knew who Eve was by knowing who he was. He is the house of God. She is the house of God. And we both have the same function in the earth today. Now, that function may change when we get into marriage, but that's not our primary identity. Our primary identity should now reflect in what we do in the natural. Our primary identity should now reflect in what we do in the natural. So what is the plan? The plan is the image and the likeness of God. That is who you are. You are a physical representation. You are a physical manifestation of the unseen God. Yeah, that's who you are. A physical representation and a physical manifestation of the unseen God. Wherever you are found. You are God's transformation agent. God's transformation agent. You are a minister of the supernatural world. You are a reflection of spiritual realities. Hallelujah. A reflection of spiritual realities. That is primary to God. That is primary to God. That is primary to God. He said, it is not go- good for a man to be alone. What did he mean by that? When he says it is not good for a man to be alone, was he talking about singleness? Yeah. Huh? If he means don't be single, be married, then why was Jesus not married? Because we're supposed to copy him. Why was Paul who wrote the New Testament not married? Marriage doesn't define you. Your identity in Christ is what defines you. And that identity now reflects in your marriage. Your identity in Christ now reflects in your marriage. It reflects in your relationship as husband and wife. Who are you? Who are you? man's life can only be represented by his creator. And the only way you know is by revelation. That's why revelation is key. Yesterday we took time to emphasize revelation knowledge, a product of prayer. That's why I said If it's information, you will be inconsistent. You will be off and on. You will never be committed. But if it is revelation, it will be built on conviction. Yeah. If it is revelation, it will be built on conviction. As you're about to go into the world, as you're about to pursue your career, your profession, your set of skills, you now already know who you are. So you're going into the world from the position of your supernatural function. Kabayada. You're going into the world from your position of your supernatural identity. This is who I am. The image. I'm a representation and a manifestation of the unseen God. I function in new creation realities supernatural realities hallelujah romans chapter 12 verse 1 brother paul says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies that body there is the word soma it doesn't mean this physical body your body there is soma soma means your union your union present your union Because in the book of Romans, brother Paul had spoken of two unions. God and us. Israel, I mean, the Jew and the Gentile. So, present that union unto God, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable worship. Do not be conformed to culture. Don't let biology describe you. Don't let culture describe you. But be transformed... By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Get him blessed. Can I have a good amen? When I know what is in the plan, then I know what is the hope of his calling. My eyes are open to see beyond the veil to see beyond culture, to see beyond my skills, to see beyond my profession, I see into the supernatural purpose of God. Man is supernatural. And that is why man will keep looking for his source. Man is a supernatural being. He will never be satisfied. That is why people that don't know Christ, they get into cultism occultism is man's search for his supernatural origin everybody that is in occultism whatever cult it is whatever the name is every form of occultism you see some guys they say I'm looking for relevance they join a cult they beat them and beat them tear their body initiate them and they feel like a man they are lost they are victims of identity crisis they are in search of something that cultism cannot satisfy that's why after the initiation they still look for all kinds of perverse sex perverted sex you see a man sleep with an animal you see a woman with a woman like husband and wife You see a man with another man in homosexuality. So the cultism is not enough. Because there's something the man is seeking for inside. That alcohol cannot satisfy. Cultism cannot satisfy. Woman cannot satisfy. Man cannot satisfy. Charms cannot satisfy. Drugs. When you see somebody become a drug addict, he's seeking for something. That's why, even when they take the drugs and it's beginning to affect them, you see them moving and their body is trembling. They still are taking the drugs because the drugs give them a false sense of security. When they are high, they feel that they have found what they are looking for. But it is transient when they when they when the drugs wear off, they realize they are emptier than before. Then they want more drugs. So that thing they are looking for we have found him we have found him of whom moses in the law and the prophets did write jesus of nazareth jesus said the water you drink when you drink you will test again but the water that i shall give you when you drink of this water you will never test again i thought somebody would shout hallelujah The satisfaction can only be found in the supernatural, in Christ. That's where the true satisfaction is in Christ. Any man in Christ. Any man in Christ. A new creature. A new kind of humanity. Man is supernatural. And he will keep looking for his source. He becomes restless till he gets to know who he is. E.W. Kenyon says, man is supernatural. And sometimes man will look for his supernatural origin in cultism, perversion, and all kinds of, 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 of dogmas. Looking for who he is. But that is what the gospel provides. Only Christ cures that need in man. Only Christ. You don't know what blessing you have when we begin to Nangon Jangenga. Ha shakola bobo. You get high without side effects. You get high without health hazard. You get high without any damage to your body. Rather, you get high and strong. You get high and healthy. Zikolabata. You get high without spending money. Come and buy without money. Jakolataba. Lakota. 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 Lakota, you are God's supernatural representative on the earth, and until you come to that realization, you will keep seeking and you will be restless and you will keep seeking. But we have found Him. Glory to God that you may know the hope of His calling, that you may know. So it begins. With the revelation of your identity as the image and the likeness of God. You are a representative of the unseen God. You represent the unseen God. You are the image of God. That's who you are. The image and the likeness of God. Hallelujah somebody blessed I'm still laying foundation <laughs> we might start building tomorrow glory to God stand on your feet tonight Chocolate don't your neighbor say hey neighbor I'm the image and the likeness of God say my function is supernatural. Say, neighbor, I have a supernatural identity in Christ. I am a representative of the invisible God. I am God's image on the earth. Turn to your neighbor say, Hey, neighbor, my prayer for you is that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know let me ask you when elijah prayed for his servant lord open the eyes of my servant that he may see that there are more with us was it when he prayed that the more came or the more have been there so what did the prayer do it made him realize it made him acknowledge it made him see that these are the people with us so we want to pray for one another father open the eyes of my neighbor revelation knowledge. To know that calling, to know the resources, to know the abilities. Let's pray together. Let's pray together for one another. That he may know, that she may know. Let's pray together for one another tonight. That she may know, that he may know his true identity, her true identity that he may know that she may know her true reality his true reality Lika sombra gadoza birakatana katene madodosh membro da zokala na babra gadozo bereketina kalana mambra rakondo bojekele de bobra rakoto birakatana kalina mamamba zokolo de borokota nakakaya Call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. The righteous man. Bere Ketina Kalata, Agajabaya Nakataya, Angalaraba Sokele Reboshakata, La Bragadaba Sokele Rebosha. Open my eyes uh, that I may behold one rust things out of your law. Anga Sumbaragadaya, La Gasha Tonga La Katone Kara Jagra Gada Zabera, Angala Tabana Kataleda, Angarada Sokeleta, labasha Ketina Kata Nagaga, Agala Tobasekeleda Baya, Legaraka. Tonecalita Bashakala namarakatana Angazebarakatata Angare Savada Gatatata Angalanamasho Colodobo La Garadasibara Katanaka Agaladabara Katenekalia Agazape Reketina Katanaga Angele de Angele deboshaka 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 Angele Angela, angela, batota, sombrega Diana katote, ilona shako tata, ilona shako tata, ilona shako tata. Pray with confidence. Ange subara kata tata, angela rakato mekalana masakata. Agara tota, agaratota, 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 agarra tote, Ladaba barakatata. Open the eyes of my neighbor to understand this function, to understand this supernatural responsibility. Aga sombe, agar sombe, agasombe, agar sombe, agar sombe, agar sombe, agar sombe. Alabazo bereketena. Allabazou bereketena. Agarada ba jokolo do Agarata bereketene keleya. Agarada ba baba. Angele de kolodo Now, lose your hands and pray for yourself. Father, show me the plan. Show me the journey. Show me the assignment. Show me the purpose. Show me the plan. Show me the project, Lord. Open my eyes to see the purpose, to see the plan, to see the project, to see your will, to see your intent, to see your design for my life. I got Jonta, 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 I got Jonta. Pray for yourself, pray for yourself. Lord, show me the plan say, call upon me. I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Lord, your conviction for ministry will come from revelation. Open your mouth and pray. Lord, open my eyes. Show me the plan. Show me the project. Show me the assignment. Show me the hope of your calling. I am sata. I sata. I Sata ayanda sata ayanda sata ayanda sata angreda jokolo de bosata tete re de bosota anglere agarata somia anglere bosotata Zias sapata Zia sapata Anga Show me the plan I don't want to waste my life Show me the plan I don't want to waste my time Show me the plan Anga subratatela Show me your thoughts Show me the program Show me the journey Show me the agenda Pray for yourself, pray for yourself, pray for yourself, pray for yourself. As Jesus pressed in prayer, While Jesus was praying, the heavens opened. Mayanda gasotata. Mayanda gasotata. my gasotata. Pray, 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 pray. I will fulfill the purpose of God. I will fulfill the will of God. The will of God for my life. I will run with the vision of God. I will run with the mandate of God. I will follow the plan. I will follow the assignment. This one thing I do, I forget the past. I press forward. I press forward towards the mark of the high calling of God. There is a high calling. I press forward towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Agashuntala. 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 Agashuntala agashunta la agashunta la agashunta la sola boda sola da libro dadadaya libro dadadaya I receive revelation. I receive insight. I receive the wisdom of the spirit. Leanto Shaka Yadabas. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you believe it is done, lift your hands and begin to give him intentional praise. Begin to give him a deliberate thanksgiving. If you believe it is done, and the Lord opened the eyes of his servant and he saw. If you know your eyes are open to these things that God will have you do, begin to give them praise, begin to give them thanks. Ziko Latabayash. Zikobalakatanakas. do Latabayash. Zizo Zazubrina Katanakas. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Can I have that amen on a note of finality? Amen. Lift your right hands, Father. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this week of fellowship. Thank you for this week of divine alignment. Thank you for this week of causing us to exactly, precisely function in the center of your will. Thank you that revelation knowledge grows big in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Our conviction gets deeper into the ground. Deeper into the ground. In the name of Jesus. We yield to your will. We yield to your purpose. And we yield to your assignments. Our hearts, our being, all that we are and all that we have, we yield to serve your purpose. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I decree that everyone under the sound of my voice, you stand complete and perfect in all of the will of God. In the name of Jesus. You are kept, you are preserved. The evil one has no hold on you. You are far from oppression. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. If you believe that prayer is answered, let's have some joy. Glory! Glory! If you believe that prayer is answered, Let's have some celebration in this building. Rejoice your eyes are opening. Rejoice revelation knowledge is growing in this house and all over the nations of the earth. Rejoice, rejoice. Amen. Glory to God. Woo! Amen. I tell you this week is deliberate. This week is intentional in God's plan. It's intentional in God's plan. There are things shifting and falling in place. I'm telling you this. Give yourself to extra prayer when you leave here. Pray extra. Pray more before we come for the meetings. There's much more. Amen. Are you excited? We want to give now in honor of God's word. Those of you on TV, the banking details are scrolling. Those of you on radio, I'm going to read the two accounts right now for you. And those of you online, the banking details are scrolling. We honor God's word. We receive the word and in honor, we receive the blessing of the gospel. He says, if you go into a house and the house is worthy, let your blessing stay there. We make ourselves worthy by our lifestyle of honor. We honor God's word. We honor the son of God. We honor Christ. Who is working in us to serve you. We honor him with our giving. So I'd like you to grab a good offering. Radio audience, Power City International, if you want to send your offerings to honor the word and honor Christ. FCMB account is 298-268-2028. 298 268 2028, for the last time, FCMB, Power City International, 298 268 2028 Zenit Bank 1012 365 912. I repeat 1012 365 912. For the last time, Zenit Bank, Power City International 1012 Three, six, five, nine, one, two. What an honor to serve Christ and what an honor to give of our resources for the advancement of the kingdom of God upon the face of the earth. Amen. Lift up your offerings tonight. Father, we give in faith and we give intentionally, deliberately for the advancement of the kingdom. And our offerings are a sweet smell before you tonight. So we rejoice. That as we worship you with our resources, we will never keep our resources away from you. And so we rejoice that our offerings create an enabling environment for the gospel to reach those that are yet to be reached. And we thank you that everyone giving tonight, my God, supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory! Tomorrow morning for the radio audience, we have counseling by 10 a.m. 10 a.m. right here at 98 Waniba Road. Uyo Akwaibom State, Nigeria. Power City International. If you have concerns, you have issues, you have worries, you need counseling, you need spiritual help we're here for you Nine, 10 a.m. tomorrow at Power City International 10 a.m. in the morning we'll all be here waiting for you we want to counsel with you, pray for you and believe God with you for a miracle and a total transformation of your life the online brethren and everybody else will be live again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. GMT plus one, you want to call friends family members, loved ones, ask them to tune in And they will thank you later for being so generous. Can I have a good amen? Amen. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow evening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's celebrate our viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory. Amen. We trust that you have been blessed by this message to order.